Grace be unto you, and peace from God our Father, and from the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Let us hear the word of God, as we find it written in the Gospel according to St. Luke, reading there in the second chapter, the 19th verse. But Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. And now may the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. Amen. Good morning, dear friends in Christ Jesus. It is a rather cloudy and gloomy morning, but I hope that all of us are happy to be here in God's house at this time. Today, as we know, is the second Sunday in May, and that means it's Mother's Day. This is the day that we set apart each year in order to honor our Christian mothers. I am sure that some of you are delighted, as I see, that you have your mother present with you in church this morning. Some of you, I know, will contact, will call your mother sometime today. Others of you will visit with your mother sometime today. And still others of us have mothers only of memory. Today is a big day here. It's also the time we are going to receive new members into our spiritual family. We are also celebrating Holy Communion. It is very fitting that we do have a Sunday in which we honor Christian mothers because as we turn to the Word of God, I am sure that there we find a message that is always very appropriate. Today I'd like to have us take a look at Mary, the mother of Jesus. We may say to ourselves, what kind of a mother was she? We may say, what was she like? Uh, how would you describe Mary, uh, the mother of Jesus? And when you and I may ask about that as we turn to the Word of God, to the text that I just read, I think we can find the secret that made her the mother that she really was. We are told in the Word of God that Mary, as regards Jesus, she kept all those things and she pondered them in her heart. Mary, the mother of Jesus, she had a heart concern for her child. She had a heart interest. She had a heart care. She carried that child in her heart all the time. And on this Mother's Day, as Mary, through the Word of God, speaks to you, Christian mothers, she calls to you as Christian mothers, and she urges you, and she challenges you that you see to it that you have a heart concern. You've got a heart interest. You've got a heart care for your children. That you have an interest from the heart. That your care for your children comes from your very heart. That you have your children in your heart and you carry them there all the time. And Christian mothers, you may say, as it were to Mary, Mary, uh, is that so important? that if I am a Christian mother, that I should carry my children in my heart, that I should have a heart concern, that there should be a heart interest in them. Mary, what does it mean, you may say to her this morning? You may say, Mary, does that mean that I will have joy as a Christian mother? And on the basis of Mary's life, as we find it here in the Word of God, I am sure that when Mary challenges you, Christian mothers, to make sure that you carry your children in your heart, 
that you have a heart concern, you've got a heart interest, that she would assure you on the basis of Scripture in her life uh, that it means something that certainly makes a great difference and that it will mean joy and comfort and satisfaction in your Christian experience. Because in the first place, Mary, the mother of Jesus, would remind you, Christian mothers, that if you've got a heart concern, if you carry your children in your heart, that it means this, that you have gladly accepted your role as being a mother. Have you, Christian mothers, have you accepted the role that God has permitted to come to you? Are you glad that you are a mother? How about Mary? We may look at her. It wasn't easy to accept that rule. You recall the story. Here was Mary, and we wonder why God ever picked Mary to be the mother of the Christ child after 4,000 years of preparation of all the girls that had lived. Here was a little peasant girl. We don't know how old she was, perhaps around 18, maybe a little younger. Living up in Nazareth and Galilee, the angel Gabriel comes to her, this little peasant girl, and says, Hail, Mary. You have found favor with God, and all generations are going to call you blessed. Blessed will you be among women. Then the angel told her that God has chosen you, and you're going to conceive and bear a son. You're going to call his name Jesus, and he's going to be great. And to him shall be given the throne of his father David, and his kingdom shall be without end. And Mary, this virgin girl, stood there, and she was flabbergasted because... She said to the angel, well, I'm a virgin. I'm not married. I don't have a husband. And then came the reply, but the Holy Ghost shall come upon you. And therefore, this child that shall be born of you shall be called the Son of God. What did it mean? She to tell Joseph to whom she was engaged that she was going to have a child and that she was a virgin and oh, what did the neighbors say? And what did the neighbors say? They said the same thing about her when she lived up in Nazareth as the neighbors would say today in your community if a young lady would try to say, I'm a virgin and I'm going to have a child. But when the angel came, Mary said, Be it unto me even as thou wilt. She accepted that rule even though she knew what the price was going to be. Yes, I will become the mother of the Christ child. I was going down to the hospital in Columbus one day, and I was on the old Intangi uh, Boulevard Road, and I stopped for a stop sign, and I just happened to glance at a big billboard, and I read it, and I may say I was rather flabbergasted. Along the top of the billboard, the big word, abortion. And I thought that's one of those words that we don't usually talk about openly. And underneath it, a telephone number. This is the area code. And if you are interested, this you call, and it's toll free. And I thought this is the lib movement we're hearing about for women. In other words, if you don't want to assume the role of mother, call this number. And an abortion can be arranged. And as you and I know, in the state of New York, they have abrogated all abortion laws. It's now legal there. Have you asked yourselves just how is it going? The figures that I have seen in the first 18 months in the city of New York alone, 139,061 unborn living children lost their right to live. 139,061. 
61 abortions in 18 months. And one abortion refused to die. He kept on living. And they allowed him to live, and he has been adopted. There are a lot of women who are not ready, not willing to assume the role of motherhood. Mary, the mother of Jesus, she knew what it would cost. She knew what the tongues would wag, but be it unto me even as thou wilt. Mary, the mother of Jesus, accepted that role, and she challenges you. Have you accepted it? Are you happy to be a Christian mother? And then there's this joy. You have accepted the greatest role that God Almighty could ever give to a woman. There is no greater career. There is no higher calling, young ladies, than that of Christian motherhood to be entrusted with a child and a mortal soul created in the image of God. Mary, the mother of Jesus, challenges you and calls to you, Christian mothers, she who was one who kept all these things and she pondered them in her heart. That's where Jesus was. And she challenges you, see that you've got a heart concern, a heart interest. Oh, it makes a difference. Because she would remind you also that this is what it means. It means that you have given your children to Jesus Christ in baptism. When this child Jesus was only eight days old, the Word of God tells us that he was circumcised. Why? This was a spiritual experience. Circumcision meant that this child became a child of God's covenant that God had made with Abraham. It was the way in which this child was claimed by God. And on the eighth day, Mary, who had a heart concern for this Jesus, she saw to it that he was circumcised. And circumcision has given way to baptism. It means, Christian mothers, if you've, if you've got a heart concern for your children, that you have given them to Jesus Christ in baptism. Because our children are not born into the kingdom of God by natural birth. Jesus said we've all got to be born again. And he described that new birth by water and the Spirit. And you and I as Christians believe that by water and the Spirit, by baptism, our children come into the kingdom of God. The taint of original sin is forgiven. And they lay hold on eternal life. And oh, what a comfort. I see some of you in here who have lost some children. What a God-given comfort and joy to know that you gave your children to Jesus Christ in baptism. You had a heart concern. You had a mother heart, didn't you? You had a heart interest. Mary, the mother of Jesus, what was, again, what was she like? What kind of a mother was she? Well, the Word of God tells us she was one that she kept all these things and she pondered them in her heart. There was a heart interest she had in that boy Jesus. Oh, yes, he was the Son of God, but he was a human being. We are told this, and Mary would challenge you then, Christian mother, this is what it means if you would ask her. Is it very important? If you've got a heart concern, Mary says, it means this, that you are seen to the intellectual growth of your children. We read in the Word of God about Jesus, and he increased in wisdom. That's intellectual knowledge. You say, did he ever go to school? What about Mary and this child? Oh, he was a human being. He grew. He was to grow intellectually. It came. Here was a process. 
He didn't go to college, rather strangely. And oh, we put so much emphasis, do we not, today on a college education. It's nice to have one, and I appreciate that fine. But again, does it mean that you've got to be a graduate of a college? My Lord didn't go to college. Evidently, there were synagogue schools where he went. But here was a mother who had a hard interest, who saw that he grew intellectually, that he learned truth, that he grew. Oh, again, sometimes we look down upon individuals without a college education. Jesus didn't have one. As the old saw goes, when you educate a fool, you end up with an educated fool. But there is still intellect without college education, isn't there? There is this joy then, mothers, when you have seen to it as regards the intellectual training of your child, goading him on that he would again excel in these things, that you are preparing him because God's got a plan and God's got a purpose for every human life. The joy of being able to fulfill it when the opportunity comes. This is the joy that comes when you as a Christian mother, you've, you've got a heart concern. You've got a heart interest. You carry your children in your heart. Mary would remind you also that having a heart interest in your child and always carrying your children in your heart, it means this, that you are seen to the physical growth of your children. The Word of God says, and Jesus increased in wisdom and in stature. That's physical growth. Mary watched out for the bodily growth of Jesus. Oh, he was without sin, I know that. But he grew from babyhood and he grew into childhood. And Mary again saw to it and did her best as a mother because she, she carried him in her heart. But that again, there would be growth. What did he look like? Well, you see, we didn't have photographers in those days and we didn't have painters. We don't know what he looked like. Isaiah tells us that when we see him, there is no beauty that we should desire him. He hath no form nor comeliness, what we are told. He looked like anybody else. But again, what a body he must have had. But his mother was there. She had a heart concern in his physical growth. And again, Christian mothers, it means this when you accept the challenge and you carry your children heart, that you aren't interested in their, their bodily growth, that the body doesn't become polluted, that this body grows. And that again, that you remember to tell them that their bodies are the temples of the living God and that the living God dwells within them and these bodies are sacred. And again, you cling them. And there comes this joy then, the joy that you may expect that they may have health a body, a robust body for the tasks in life. This is joy, isn't it? To have healthy children. When you've got a heart concern that they may enjoy health as they fulfill their plan and mission in life. Mary, you say, what, what kind of a mother was she? What, what did she do? How was she like? Well, we are told in the Word of God that she was this kind of a mother. She always had a, a heart concern for her son. And that, Mary would say, I challenge you this morning, Christian mothers, that you carry your children in your heart because then Mary would remind you, you will look to the spiritual growth of your children. The Word of God says, and Jesus increased in wisdom and in stature and in favor with God. Oh, that spiritual growth. Oh, she again. She never went to college either. But oh, she was vitally concerned. This was the Son of God. God had entrusted his son in human form to her. She was the mother of God in the flesh. And again, here she was. She was to see about the spiritual training. 
When you read in Jesus' life how so familiar he was with the Word of God, the Bible, the Old Testament, oh, we say, I wonder how many hours Mary spent in training that child in the things of the Word of God. He, he lived it. How about you Christian mothers with your heart concerned for your children? How about, again, teaching them about Jesus? They believe everything you tell them, don't they? How about the spiritual training? How about the prayer? Have they learned from you again at night? Oh, again, it's prayed for generations, and I can think back in my childhood days. Now I lay me down to sleep. I pray the Lord my soul to keep. If I should die before I wake, I pray the Lord my soul to take. This I ask for Jesus' sake. Or did you fondle them, and Jesus loves me? This I know was just a lullaby for the Bible tells me so I can think back. Some of mine were in German. I used to sing them, and I remember Mother coming up every night, and I'd, I'd sing the songs that her mother had taught her, some of you know that, and again, those are part of me. I grew up as a child. Do your children have, have again that background, intellectual growth. Do you have this joy then of, of knowing you, you've done a job and that you have prepared them for temptation? Jesus faced temptation when Satan came and tried to tempt him to dissuade him from his great plan. And he knew what sorrow was. Uh, have you built up a reserve, Christian mothers, in your children? When they go out and face the temptations of life, you've given them something. They've got something to fall back on. They remember that again, you were there, you had a heart interest. You were training them again in the spiritual things of Jesus Christ to know him who came into the world, who died and who arose again for our eternal salvation. Oh, what a privilege. You're the first ones there. You're the greatest teacher that your kids will ever have. And when you've got that opportunity, is there a heart concern? This is it. Mary would challenge you and Mary would say, it means also that you are busy and seeing to it that your children are growing socially. The Word of God says, and he increased in wisdom and in stature and in favor with God and in favor with man. That's a social growth. How to get along. Oh, there was discipline in that home. Rather interesting, if you turn to the 13th chapter of St. Matthew, you find that uh, there we are told that somebody said, isn't this Mary and isn't this the carpenter's son? And doesn't he have some brothers? And four brothers are named that he had. And James, he had a brother by the name of James and a brother by the name of Joseph and a brother by the name of Judas. Not Judas Iscariot, we call him Jude. And he had a brother by the name of Simon. There is no reason why we cannot believe that Mary as the virgin gave birth to Jesus and after that married to Joseph. They had four other sons and then it's mentioned daughters. There were at least two other uh, children, daughters. That would be six and Jesus seven and probably nine. Rather a large family. And Mary with a heart concerned for her children. Coming from the heart, a real concern, a real interest, a real again, a real concern and care. Jesus grew socially. There was discipline. Kids don't like discipline, do they? Don't like to be made to mind. Mary disciplinarian. That again, they, they learn to get along with one another, and there comes this joy, the joy of a disciplined life. That child is a happy child who is disciplined. 
who has learned how to obey, who has learned authority. Now, that child is the happy child, isn't that right, Mother? And that child is the one that has friends. This is Mary, the mother of Jesus. She was the one that had a, a heart concern. Then Mary would say to you as Christian mothers, it means this, if you've got a heart concern for your children, that you will always keep the area of communication over and that you always keep it open between you and your children, regardless of what happens. Mary was not perfect, and she would be the first one to tell you that, and I certainly want to mention that. When I paint Mary as, again, the mother of Jesus, I wouldn't paint her as being without sin because she made her mistakes as every Christian mother does. But the avenue of communication was open. You find that first time Jesus was 12 years of age. Remember when she took him and Joseph and they went to Jerusalem and they went to the Passover feast and they started home and Jesus wasn't with the crowd and she came back and again she said, Why have you done this to your father and to me? Don't you know that we have been seeking you? We're worried about you and we've been sorrowful. And he turns to her and he says, Woman, he says, Wist ye not that I must be about my father's business? Oh, he was very respectful. But again, Mary needed a little correction, and uh, the avenue was open, and it came in love on both parts. The other time when he began his earthly ministry at the age of 30, when they were up in the wedding in Cain of Galilee, and they ran out of wine, and Mary went to him, and they're out of wine. you got to do something. He had to let her know that a mine hour has not yet come. This isn't my time. And besides, this isn't why I came. But he turned around. He did. But again, she needed correcting. The avenue was open. How many of you Christian mothers have got the avenue closed? How many of you have bitterness and contempt on the part of your children for you? Where it's, it's so blocked. Where there is no communication and you simply have almost given up. You say it's so hopeless. That's a terrible situation, isn't it? Something wrong. Did you forget again that you have a heart concern? Is it so out of place that maybe sometimes as a mother you can say to yourself, I was wrong, forgive me. I, I made a mistake. I'm trying the best that I know how. I'm sorry. Have you kept the line of communication open? And it means this joy if it's open today. The love and the respect of your kids for you. And believe you me, as the sun begins to sink in the west and the years come, it's a wonderful feeling to know you have kids that care. Some of the saddest things I experience in my ministry is to talk to some mothers who say, I don't see my children. They have forgotten. They're so busy. They, they don't come anymore. Do you want love and do you want respect and do you want kindness? Again, keep the avenue of communication open. And you will if you, again, if you have a heart concern, a heart interest, like Mary the mother of Jesus had, keep it open. Never let it be closed. Mary would say, you, you ask me whether it makes any difference. And on the basis, Mary would say, and, and I challenge you Christian mothers, always see to it that you carry your children under your heart, regardless of what they do. Oh, sometimes our kids, they break our hearts. We're so disappointed. And we say, I, I never thought it would ever come into my home. But oh, again, Mary didn't realize 
all that was going to happen to Jesus either. She followed him, though there was a heart concern, and one day she, it was Good Friday, she stood at the cross and she saw them crucify her son, but she was there. Little did she realize at all, but it was beginning to dawn on her what the great crucifixion meant. When he arose on Easter, she was there and she saw him. And after his ascension, she was in that upper room in Jerusalem waiting with the 120, and that's the last we hear of her. But again, she was concerned. Again, she didn't, she didn't know, but it was always there. And Christian mothers, Mary would say to you this morning, keep a heart concerned, regardless of what happens. It's still your son. It's still your daughter. And then there comes this joy that as you pray and as you wrestle with God, and even though it seems so hopeless, that you can still hope and say, but I laid a good foundation. Oh God, bring them back. Bring them back. I like the story of the young man that joined a bunch of bandits and they said, if you want to continue with us, you've got to go home and you've got to cut your mother's heart out and bring it here. And he went on home and he cut a heart out and he was going back to the gang when he stumbled and fell. And then the story goes, the heart said, Son, did you hurt yourself? Son, are you hurt? This is it. This is it. Christian mothers, Mary says, carry these children under your heart. Be sure you've got a heart. You've got a heart concern. And this will... This will bring you joy. And so, on this Mother's Day, Christian mothers, Mary, the mother of Jesus, would challenge you, and I hope you accept it. You may say, what about me as a mother on Mother's Day? Mary says, I kept these things as regard my son, and I pondered them in my heart. Uh, Keep a heart interest. Keep a heart concern. Be sure you've got a heart care for your children. And, And don't ever let it stop. Keep it going. Mothers, when you do... This is going to be the joy. You're going to see a lot of new Christian mothers coming into existence. And, oh, God, this world needs it. You and I look out on the world. I can simplify it. You can say, what's wrong with the world? I can put it this way this morning. We don't have enough Christian mothers. We don't have enough mothers who have a heart concern for their children and for their eternal destiny. Oh, if we had enough Christian mothers to go around, we'd have a different world. We'd say, where are? Where are the mothers of some of these? In this world that with hatred and bloodshed and horror and crime, just name it and you and I see. We say, what, what's wrong? Isn't it this, oh, if we just had some more Christian mothers who, who carried their kids in their heart. This is what we need. Then there would be this joy of seeing more and more confessing Christ as Lord and Savior at the next service. It's going to be our joy to receive new members into the, our spiritual family. Again, the joy, you look back and say, the mothers must have done some road work. They've done some groundwork. It's, it's nice, isn't it, to pledge allegiance to Christ? And as you and I uh, re-pledge our allegiance to him on Mother's Day, Mother's Christ, it's nice, isn't it? It's a very appropriate thing. And the joy of Holy Communion, that this Christ again, by means of bread and wine, conveys to you and me his body and blood assuring us of the forgiveness of our sins and the gift of eternal life in the faith that your mother and mine, they taught us because there was a concern in the heart. 
Then you'll have this joy of leaving your children, your kids, with a wonderful heritage. Old Mary didn't have a lot of earthly wealth to leave her children or to leave Jesus. In fact, Jesus, of course, died before she did and went to heaven. But oh, oh, what a heritage. What an influence she has left. I have been asked, who is the greatest mother of the Bible? And to me, there's no question about it. It's Mary, the little peasant girl who became the mother of Jesus. The angel said, From henceforth all generations shall call you blessed, and even as she and her magnificat repeated it. I raised two daughters. You that have daughters, haven't you experienced this at Christmas? Oh, generations call her blessed. Whether they play the part of Mary in the Christmas pageant, the Christmas play, you've had your little girl, haven't you, come up and say, Mother, pin a scarf on my head. And you've seen them sit down and have the doll in their arms, imagining in their world that they are Mary, the Virgin. Again, all generations call her. But who can measure the influence of the little peasant girl whom God in his great providence and mystery chose to be the mother of God in, in human form? This is Mother's Day. I think of my mother. She grew up in Chicago. We buried her right out of South Chicago in Hammond, Indiana. My mother wasn't a college graduate either. In fact, she just graduated from grade school. There were four of us. My oldest sister, Marie, which is another form of the name Mary, or Miriam, which again is Mary, my older brother, Christian. Then came my sister, Loretta, who has passed away, and then I, the youngest of four. But I can remember my mother from little on, with a heart concern. I, I can't remember the time in my life of what she said to me, Martin, you're going to be a minister. I'd like to have you be a minister and serve the Lord. I grew up with that. This year, rounding out 41 years in the ministry, and they've been delightful years. Sure, I've had my ups and my downs in the saddest months. They have been tremendous years, but I had a mother I had a mother who had a heart concern. This, this was it. And I know that when cancer came into that body and when she realized that her days were so few, my sister was still alive at that time. I remember her saying, remember this, don't disappoint me. I hope to see all four of you in, in heaven. This was her heart concern. Don't disappoint me. I hope to spend eternity with the four of you in heaven. And she reminded us again, says at my funeral, I, I want this to be sung. You know, it's an old, old song. She says, I, I want this song, God be with you till we meet again. And I remember saying, oh, Mom, you're not dead yet. Let's not talk about that at the time. But she'd very seriously say, this shall be my blessing when she passed away, it was sung at her funeral. And I wonder, Christian mothers, today as you think of your role, and as you think of Mary, the mother of Jesus, that you might have a heart concern whether as you walk the glory road with your children, uh, this can't be your blessing and your benediction. God be with you till we meet again. By his counsels, 
guide uphold you. With his sheet securely fold you, God be with you. Till we meet again. Till we meet. Till we meet. Till we meet at Jesus' feet. Till we meet. God be with you. Till we meet again. A happy Mother's Day, Christian mothers. Amen. The peace of God, which passeth all human understanding, keep and unite your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus unto life everlasting.